2: Welcome, everyone, to From Good to Amazing. I'm so delighted that all of you have chosen to participate and listen to our show. You're going to be thrilled to the show that you're listening to today. I have as our featured guest Christine Stevens. She's an internationally acclaimed author, music therapist, and speaker. Christine has a new book out. She's been on our show before, but we wanted to hear what she has about uh, to say about her new book, Music Medicine the science and spirit of healing yourself through sound. Christine, welcome to our show. It's always so great to be in your space and your drumming energy, I tell you.
3: Hello, it's great to be with you again, Temple.
2: <laughs> oh, you're so awesome. <laughs> That's what I say. I mean, I I think of you, and I think of the impact you're having across the globe with the drumming and people being in touch with their just their sacred heartbeat, and how drumming gives you energy and vitality and and greater synergy in the workplace It's just really amazing. I was also, and I will also encourage our, our listeners, when they go to your website at UBDrumCircles.com uh, to watch your recent segment on PBS. So that was wonderful. I really got a lot from watching that particular show.
3: Thank you. It was great to have Olivia Newton-John you know, endorse the idea of drumming for wellness and it was exciting for me because I think that was when I first had this little slogan pop out of my mouth that we want to move from loving music to living music, and you know, sometimes that just happens. You know this really well, I know, because you're such a great speaker, and you're so in the moment and so connected to the divine that sometimes you prepare and you prepare, but something pops out, and that was the day that I said, well, you know, we really want to move from loving music to living music, and that's been a slogan for me in my writing music medicine.
2: And you're such a role model when it comes to just that. I know some of the leading thoughts that you have that you like to ask your audience is, have you ever felt goosebumps from hearing a piece of music? I know I, I certainly have. Have you ever been moved to tears by a particular song coming on the radio when you needed it the most? Have you ever caught yourself humming a tune or tapping a rhythm without thinking about it? These are the, some of the questions that that brought you to a place of, of wanting to write more about Music and how it's a tremendous tool for your own healing and wellness. Tell us about your path and how this all came into being.
3: Well, first I really want to thank you for this opportunity to talk with you because you've been such a mentor and model for me. And you've always been such a great support of music. And you yourself, you know, drumming and using that practice as a speaker, it's such a synergy to talk with you today about this topic You're one of the rare spiritual communities that has a a very active drum ministry and a sound healing approach to your music ministry. And I just want to compliment you for that. Mm. And I love the new book, Speaking in Unity. And, um, you know, it's just great what you're doing as well in this program because you're giving people that access, you know, that can be tuning in right now to the principles at work and helping people move from... Good to great, you know, what a great theme. So basically what I'd like to say about this idea of this book is it integrates the medicine wheel idea, which is the four directions of north, south, east, and west. It's a circular, holistic perspective. So this model integrates music as four elements or four medicines of rhythm, which we know from the pulse and from the drum, and Melody, which we know in the form of songs and the kind of instruments that touch our heartstrings. And the idea of harmony, which we know from you know a gospel choir, and the way our souls get goosebumps when we hear harmonies. And the idea of the ensemble, of making music together, the relationship that's built upon harmony. And then lastly, silence, which is an element of music, which brings us the idea of pause and rest and the space between the beats. And ultimately in this idea is a correlation of how this is healing and wellness promoting and a tool of divine connection. And that is that rhythm is medicine for the body. Melody and song are medicine for the heart. And the medicine of harmony is for our soul. And then lastly, the silence is the medicine for our mind. And so it's pretty simple, and it was a real interesting journey to discover this for myself of just integrating everything from my two master's degrees in music therapy and social work, 12 years of working with a Lakota shaman, many years of traveling, teaching music, and witnessing how important it was to not just have a drum circle, but then to sing along and chant and just to see, oh, there's this whole kirtan movement, and why is it? that we often start our liturgy in any spiritual community by singing. You know, it simply puts us in an attunement with the beautiful vibration of the divine. So this book is a user guide to how to access those elements for your own life or for practitioners, healing arts people, and especially musicians who are looking to expand and deepen their connection of their soul, their heart, and their body and mind through music.
2: It's so powerful what you're offering, and I I love what you say when you talk about the gift of our our mother was that she gave us our first original beat, and we've mm-hmm. continued on from there. That is such a, a sacred uh, statement, and I know that when I do various ceremonies about children, I love to use that idea of that in an African tribe. Um, They actually go outside the village and they ask for the sacred song that would be the gift to the child. And they sing that song uh, at many events throughout the child's life, good, bad, or indifferent, and throughout the course of their lives. And that anchoring is so powerful and uh, just catapults people to such a whole different level. I know one of the things that you've accomplished that you feel so uh, really moved by is how you were able to bring uh, two groups of people together in Iraq that had never used the language of the spoken word. Uh, Tell our audience about that because that's that's a story that I don't think you could tell too many times.
3: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And you are such a great part of helping raise money for my going there which was a really exciting project that we had on the Ocean of Gratitude cruise together. But first, I want to say I love what you said about that story, about the song in the African village. And it's a great reminder to me that most of the world is living in music. There's not an audition. People are living in a spiritual, beautiful, musical, creative, expressive, dancing, woven in community practices You know, they wouldn't even call this practices. I remember traveling in Brazil and asking people like, do you have music therapists? And they didn't even know how to translate that word because music was just totally woven into the music culture of healing, of prayer. Much of the world is that way. We in the West are behind. You know, we have to start to adopt some of those practices in this information-sharing age. What can we learn from these quote-unquote less civilized cultures? You know, what would it be like if we all heard that song? And it might not be a word. It's not like you have to be Paul McCartney to listen to the inner song of the soul. It's that you have to be attuned. And the more you listen to music consciously and you express music creatively, without judgment, I talk a lot in the book about permission, not perfection. It changes your brain. And it really allows you to connect to the divine, there is a reason that music has been used through the centuries to connect to the divine, to attune and harmonize and make that duet. So just to, I wanted to just comment on that because I love that story and I I love to remember that we all have a resonance, we all have a song, we all have a soul song. It might just be something that comes to you when you're humming in the shower. Like these things just pop out of us. You see children doing this. And music is, uh, George Leonard said this beautiful quote. He said, we don't make music, music makes us. And so it's already within us, and it's just a a practice of listening to it. And when you feel lost, that child in in that African village comes back home to their song. That's the soul residency and residency <laughs>
2: and, and yes and and what's so powerful for me is that like when when families uh, gather uh, in st. Petersburg Florida where I reside and they are going to do this christening ceremony for a child and I've you know told the parents in advance or the or the guardians or you know, the group, the initial close tribe. Now, you know, when you come, be prepared to bring this song. And it mm. is the most humbling mm. experience to see people from all over that have flown in to be part of this ceremony and how they have this whole experience when they listen to this song that's being played for the child. It's wow. just, um, it's, it's life-altering. And, and you can tell that it's, it's deepening their awareness of of their own life, you know, in their own uh, experience. Do you think that mm-hmm. listening to music is the same as making music?
3: It's not the same. It's very interesting in the science and the spiritual. I mean, really what I try to do in this book is weave together the traditions of science and spirit. And I brought together the Sufi wisdom, the, the new thought, the unity thinking about all of this, and just kept finding that there's, and especially the Hindu traditions of kirtans and devotional singings and bhajans, and there's this interesting discovery that when we listen to music, we feel great, and especially conscious listening. Now, it's very different than when you walk into the grocery store and they're playing music. You know, it's on the overhead. It's piped in so much in our lives that we've become unconscious to it. Conscious listening is you choosing Okay, I need I need a I need a song that helps me connect to God right now. You know, wow, great music available even on Unity FM. You know, I just need a song. You need a personal anthem. The personal anthem practice that I wrote about in the in the se- section of Melody, that personal anthem is like what you talked about in the African village or in St. Petersburg. Let's have our own personal anthems. Let's choose them and let's listen to them. Now, when you sing along with that, it makes a huge difference. Physiologically, first of all, you get exercise. great study looked at the incredible strengthening of the abdominal wall muscles in people who sang in college classes, you know, who took college uh, singing as a class in college. They actually turned out to be as strong as people taking yoga. <laughs> and that's because uh-huh. this thing, you have a deep breath and you're using your, your muscles of your abdomen. When you drum... You burn calories. It's great exercise. So that has a wellness benefit. The second thing is self-expression. It's different when I make music because it comes from me. And that's what I love about the drum circle, as you know, and the drum ministry. Because, you know, in my work at Agape and with you at, at your church, it's just, at First Unity, it's just this exciting thing to see people come and find their beat. And that is so different than listening to music. It's like, okay, something's coming through me. I'm being creative you know, and I'm getting out of my way. And the the third benefit is the idea of community and social support so that when we make music together, not just listening. Listening together is powerful. If you've ever been to a concert or you have a concert at the church, everybody in the audience leaves feeling bonded. Why is that? We're sharing the same music. We're having a conscious listening experience. But when we participate We feel a social connection, a bonding that is phenomenal. It's what you mentioned about my work in Iraq, that in five days, individuals from Kurdistan and from the Arab culture speaking completely different languages, groups who had never met, came together, these 40 individuals, and created peace and created music together. And that project was really the birthing of this medicine wheel, recognizing that the melody and the silence and the harmony were really just as important as the drum. The drums a great access point, but we needed all those aspects to come together. The interesting thing that you might not know about, or or maybe I've shared with you, is that I came back from that three years in a row, thanks to your fundraising skills. And after the third year, I came back and I was gung ho to go back. And unfortunately, the troops had come withdrawn out. Well, I won't say fortunately or unfortunately or judge that, but there had been a shift. And it was no longer safe to go there. Things were unstable. And I didn't get to go back to Iraq, and I was very sad. You know, I wrote in the book how going to Iraq took me, transformed me from being a performer to a reformer. And that's what service does, you know. And I was longing for that, and I missed my friend in Iraq. Well, I moved to the San Diego area, and it turns out that there are 40,000 Iraqi refugees living near me in San Diego in El wow. Cajon, Second largest uh. population in America. So uh. in a partnership with music, you know, the spirit just puts you where you're supposed to be. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, so no doubt about that, isn't that it's the truth? So beautiful. That is awesome.
3: So we're now working with them with a couple of different organizations here. So it feels really important to find a way to continue that work, but it's just you know, it just ended in that form of me going there, but it just created a new system, and we're working with women, Iraqi refugee women, and training them to be drum circle leaders in their communities.
2: That's so powerful and such a um, a living testament to when one door closes, another one that's even better, opens. Um, we're talking today with Christine Stevens. She's an internationally acclaimed author. Her new book is Music Medicine, the Science and spirit of healing yourself through sound. Wanna remind you that you can also go to her website at UB Drum Circles. That's the letter UB drumcircles.com and find out more information. Information and also where to purchase her book and the various things that she has done. I also want to thank all of you for your continuing uh, donations to Unity FM, to Unity Online Radio, the voice for the awakening world. And we appreciate your sharing these messages with your uh, social media contacts your family and friends because it really makes a difference we're in around 127 countries now and growing all the time i'm temple hayes and you're listening today from good to amazing and we'll be right back after this short break
0: wellness expert Dr. Michelle Robin on healthy living.
3: In the game of wellness, there's some basic habits that you need to embrace in order to live a well life.
0: In her book, Wellness on a Shoestring, Robin shows you that complete wellness of body, mind, and spirit doesn't have to cost a fortune. Client Eddie Penrice turned his health around with Dr. Robin's seven habits for a healthy life.
4: I've got to say my body just embraced the change besides feeling better, looking
0: better, thinking more clearly. Many of Robin's seven habits for a healthy life are simple and free. She offers tips and shares real stories from clients like Eddie, who've incorporated the habits into their lives and seen the results. You can make this change by
4: being convicted that you will do it, that you don't need anyone else's assistance or help to do it.
0: Make this the year you get healthy. Discover a low-cost, attainable path to feeling better than ever. Order Wellness on a Shoestring today at www.ShopUnity.org. Unity Online Radio is turning five this year. And we're throwing the biggest bash of all, a cruise to the Caribbean, November 10 through 17, 2012. We'll celebrate in style aboard Holland America Line's Eurodam with sunshine, fine dining, and a selection of island excursions at beautiful ports of call in the Eastern Caribbean. Plus, feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation. Your favorite hosts will be there, and we hope you will join us too as we celebrate five years of spiritual programming at Unity Online Radio. For more information, visit www.unity.fm forward slash cruise.
1: Thank you for tuning in for from good to amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at amazing at unity.fm. Now here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes.
2: Welcome back everyone. And thank you for participating in this exciting show. You know, music is such a special thing to each and every one of us. And, we create so many amazing moments in our lives that music plays such a key part of that. And talking about that with us today is Christine Stevens, uh, the acclaimed international author, music therapist. And speaker, and I've had the good fortune of seeing Christine lead many managers and leaders through understanding the importance of drumming and music, and also um, seeing you in Panama, Christine. That was that was such a powerful experience for me because mm-hmm. we walked into a, a group of people that, you know, one or two may have known who you were. But in, you know, a three-hour window, everybody was like the best of friends. And that common thread that you kind of wove, you know, were able to weave um, within everyone was the beauty of music. That was so powerful to be able Mm -hmm. to see.
3: Well, and what I remember, too, is that at the end of that, there was silence. And that's that beautiful silence. I talk about the four kinds of silence, the silence before the sound, the silence between the notes. The silence at the end. And of course, the fourth is the original silence that the Lakota specifically believe that everything comes from that silence. The skanskan skan it's that which births everything. So that moment, I remember the silence at the end of it was so holy. And then you got up and did the unity prayer to bless people. Oh, it was just perfect, you know? Right. And people danced and sang their songs of their culture. We had Iraqi music, Panamanian music, African music. You know, it was just a very divine experience, and it taught us all that lesson of harmony, that the soul can communicate through this kind of diplomacy of the drum. It's what I hold in my consciousness for the future of the United Nations. It should start like what we did in Panama. People from all different cultures coming with their musical offerings and gifts and jamming together.
2: That's such a powerful visual. I can hold that for you, also. I can hold that you. with you, uh, of that possibility, because it, it does. It just it it brings people together in such a dynamic way. Well, here's a question for you. It, it's something that I wonder if, if other people do this um, throughout the course of the day. When somebody will say something, it or you know make mention of a particular word, it will trigger within me a song. <laughs> And I yeah. just start singing the song in my head. Now I'm not asking you if I'm normal because I know that that would be more than a one hour show. But I'm. Is, do most people do, <laughs> do most people do that? I mean, is that is that something that 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 uh, people so do? You. Is that jo- <laughs> that joyful spirit? I mean, is that part of being a joy filled person?
3: Hmm. You know, it's really a great question. First of all, sometimes we hear that word and it triggers a song in our head. Sometimes we actually are singing it in our heart, but we Mm -hmm. think we're thinking it. So the heart really also sings. And so one interesting thing is to ask yourself, like, am I just, is this in my head, which they call a songworm, and most people experience that once a week. They get a songworm. It's that song you can't get out of your head, you know, but if it's in your heart, it usually has a message for you. And it's, I call it the inner DJ, like something speaking, you know, and you probably have a greater than most resonance with, you know, that idea of a word that triggers a song because it's like a beautiful way to live, isn't it? When you have that musical consciousness, like, oh, I feel like singing about that. You know, that's how two-year-olds live. They, they are constantly making up songs without anybody ever modeling it to them because they're just so joyful and creative. So I think it can be a very, very healthy thing. It becomes a problem when you can't dislodge the song word, you know. My experience is when I go right into that song and I sing it or I put it in my heart or I listen to it and ask it what it's trying to tell me, it goes away.
2: (laughs) Mm. I love that that I actually have... Some verbiage to use with it. It's like, oh, excuse me, I was having a moment with my inner DJ. Yeah, you are. I love that. Now I can, now I can frame it. You know, around something. Um, We just had a a a guest minister yesterday, and during her talk she was able for the first time to be able to allow that spiritual spontaneity to happen and she Mm -hmm. just broke out uh, into a Ricky Byers uh, Beckwith song. Just I release I let go and just people started standing up and and singing Mm -hmm. along with her and Mm -hmm. I was thinking to myself this has Christine Stevens written all over it because I think you're such a great role model with the spontaneity of spirit um, how you live and, and how you show up. I remember when we met on the cruise, the Ocean of Gratitude cruise, and you went, I'm just so glad to see you again. I know you're going to be doing a talk on Wednesday. Why don't I come by on Tuesday and let's just write a song? You know, I mean, you just, you're so clear that that's so natural. And to me that's uh, one of the great aspects of what you're teaching people is that you're not sharing something that that needs to be a lot of work and it's very hard and it's very difficult. The hard and the difficult is that we're not allowing a space for it to happen. Is that am I assessing you correctly?
3: Yeah, absolutely. We're not allowing the space and we haven't learned it's just organic farming. You know, we haven't learned how to cultivate that seed. We we have been modeled it in such a you know negative, oppressive way in our culture in the West. Most people were told to lip sync in the concert or like I have all these emails from women who are like in their 60s and they're using the healing drum kit and they're, they're emailing me and saying like, when I was a kid, I wanted to play drums, but the band director gave me a flute because I'm a girl, you know? And so we haven't been empowered in our culture in the West to understand the sacredness of music as a tool to self-expression, wellness, healing, and divine harmony. And I think that is what we are overcoming. That is a big part of music medicine. Its medicine is to change your consciousness and to use affirmations and to remind yourself. And I showed this in the book scientifically. I can mention a little bit of the science because it's very hard to debate this. Once you hear this science, you go, okay, I get it. There's music in me. I just need to nurture that seed. I need to give it sunlight, give it water. Allow it to come forth. It comes forth in improvisation, that spontaneity, that spiritual spontaneity where something just pops up in us and we're not reading the music. We are creating the music. We're really here to create. We are reflections of the creator. And in the creating process, we express more and more who we really are. Even that story of that woman, and then she was supported by others. And that's what's so powerful, is when you take that musical risk and others surround you and support you. So I might say something about that science. Is that okay? Absolutely. Please do. Well, there's three key things that I discovered in in really researching this and in my background as a music therapist. The first thing is the medicine of music is not what it does for us. It's what it undoes for us. We literally have parts of our brain that are turned off when we improvise. Jazz musicians' brains were looked at under you know, scans, MRI scans. And when they played, they jammed, they improvised. The larger part of the frontal lobe of their brain, which is that which is self-monitoring,
1: judgmental,
3: we all know those voices, was turned off. And the smaller part of the prefrontal cortex was lit up. That is considered the seat of consciousness. It's the part of your brain that tells your personal story. When you're talking about yourself, your deepest secrets, your who you are, that's the part that lights up. So literally the musicians, in their creative expression, in their improvisation, they were able to turn off the judgment, the self-monitoring. And it's what it undoes for us. It undoes that sort of I'm alone, I'm separate. When we sing in a choir, when we go to a drum circle, we connect to others. When we sing in a congregation, we, it undoes that ego. Oh, I'm part of the song. And then lastly, what's really cool, is it undoes stress hormones on a biological level so Dr. Barry Bittman did a study, took blood samples before and after a music stress reduction study. And he looked at the human genome. I mean, this is the deepest level of biology you can look at. And he looked at could playing pianos. Again, not listening, but playing pianos. And he had non-musicians, people who had never played before, in this study, sponsored by Yamaha, which is a great company that makes clavinovas and keyboards. And he looked at these individuals, When they played for an hour in a fun, creative, permissive environment, again, changing their consciousness around music, not in performance mode, but in permission mode, they, on a genomic level, they reversed their stress. On 14 gene switches switches turned off. So when we get stressed out, we get these genomic signals telling our body, like, "Uh uh-oh, you know, surveillance. And this is what ultimately leads to heart disease, stomach aches, headaches, migraines, all of our problems come from stress. You know, it's called a gene expression. We might have a genomic predisposition because of our bloodline, but of course we know in our consciousness that we are beautiful, whole, healthy, healed beings. And when we stay in that consciousness and through musical expression, we undo what the body wants to react to. So that's what's exciting about music medicine is what it undoes. You know, we talk so much about how we're in a shifting time on the planet that we've been so focused on get, get, get. And here the economy fell apart and people are losing their jobs. And they're discovering that spiritual evolution more than often than not is not about getting. It's about what we were letting go of. And it turns out that music is a tool and depending on how you use that can be a tool to help us evolve in the way of undoing the stress, the negative voices, and the feeling of aloneness.
2: That's very powerful. I know that some of the individuals that are listening today, they perhaps don't belong to a particular community or they're not really affiliated with anything musical, you know, where they live, um, what are some suggestions that that you could make, Christine, that would be helpful? Where's a starting place uh, for people that have a desire to connect with other people musically, but they've never done that before?
3: Well, there's a real proliferation of drum circles happening right now, and when you Google your town and the word drum circle, you're bound to find something. And every drum circle is different. It might be the kind that's facilitated or unfacilitated. You might need to bring your own instrument. You might not. There might be a fee. There might not be. On our website on Remo.com, R-E-M-O, which is the name of the drum manufacturer, .com slash health, you can type in your zip code and find a health rhythms group. I mean, we're, we're getting the technology now to help people plug in. A beautiful group is called Far... Oh, wait, wait. New Horizons. New Horizons Bands. These are for retired people who want to make music together. So it's a band, and they gather, and they're in hundreds of communities across America. So you can look at that. The other thing that I think is fantastic is choral, you know, choirs, community choirs, church choirs. This has great outcomes. And I wrote a lot about this in, in the book, as music medicine, as I studied what people had found, what are the benefits of choral singing. People who join a choral have a sense of belonging. They have less health problems. They report more civic participation. They're happier. (laughs) You know, they have a sense of belonging. And the last one I want to mention is ukulele clubs. And this is a really interesting movement I've been tracking along with Kala brand uh, ukuleles in Northern California. They're a ukulele manufacturer they have literally seen like a 1,000 worldwide ukulele clubs pop up in the last five years. And they just can't make these ukuleles fast enough because it's affordable, it's easy, it's four strings instead of six, and it's fun. It's Hawaiian music. It's easy to play. People download the music for free on the Internet and they show up. And I had a personally transformational experience at a ukulele club. I don't play ukulele. So I came in and I brought a drum and I sat in the back and I was so moved to see 50 people in a, in Solana Beach, California in a pizza shop that was transformed into the most joyous musical jamming party. There was a band in the front of the room with a guy calling out the songs and singing on a microphone and at the tables were people with their iPads and their musical tuners And it was a grandma with a grandson. It was couples and it was singles and it was incredible diversity of all socioeconomic status. You know, it was free. And they invited me to come up and drum in the band. And I had so much fun. You know you're having fun when the time goes by like seconds. You know, it's like two hours later, I was like, what? I just got here. And they had Hawaiian dancers. And I went there during the holidays when I was feeling a little bit depressed myself. I had a little bit of holiday blues. And it was such an anecdote, I can't tell you, to just be in a community, which you'll notice, there's not a lot of talking. It's just, okay, next tune. And people were calling out their favorites, you know, number 63, you know, <laughs> bingo. And everybody's jamming together. So there's more opportunities right now. Um, NAM has a website called playmusic.com. You know, there's, a, there's more opportunities than ever right now. There's more facilitators being trained in drum circle facilitation. Churches are now offering their space to kirtan groups, another opportunity to do call and response devotional chanting. The other thing that's important is to do something in your personal life with music. You know, if you're listening now, I'll give you a really great practice you can do, which is this, I think, just to pick up on the trend that Temple you started in the beginning is, let's talk about that personal anthem practice. So what you do is pick a song, you probably know it immediately, you know, that has touched your heart, that says something about the core of who you are that you may forget, you know, because the world gives its messages. Families give their messages. And we want to hang on to our core beliefs of who we are. Some people love the song, I Did It My Way. You know, some people love songs from Unity. Find that song that is your personal anthem. Put it in your phone, put it on your iPod, put it in your iPad. Listen to it daily. I used to do this practice driving to, to my work when I was working as a social worker. And I would just start my day with that song and sing along. But the second level of this practice is write your personal anthem. And songwriting is actually an instinct. We, we instinctively know how to write songs. We stop developing it after we're like six, you know, and kids stop singing. By the way, you know what age is our creative peak? Six years old. <laughs> so we want wow. to get back in touch with that child state, musical expression.
2: Well, we're going to find out more about how to do just that when we come back after a short break. I'm Temple Hayes, and you're listening to From Good to Amazing. Most importantly, you're listening today to Christine Stevens, author of the new book, Music Medicine, The Science and Spirit of Healing Yourself Through Sound. So we'll be right back. Thank you, everyone, for joining us.
3: Now and then, life is
0: challenging. I may not welcome challenge itself, But I welcome the opportunity to learn from whatever arises, to grow in understanding, to flex my spiritual muscles. Every day is a new day, a fresh start. No situation or circumstance can hold me back. My life is not only about what's happening to me, it's also what's happening through me. The Christ within is my source of unlimited wisdom and creativity. I do my best when I respond to any challenge from my Christ nature. Rather than reacting impulsively from my human nature Every day I pursue what enriches me Enjoying the journey to my goals as much as the destination
4: This inspirational message is brought to you by Daily Word Daily Word Inspiration and practical teachings To help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous and meaningful lives Give Daily Word to yourself or a friend and give the gift of hope, joy, peace, and encouragement. Order your subscriptions today, online at dailyword.com.
0: Did you know that most of us operate on autopilot and don't even realize it? In fact, psychologists suggest automatic behavior has become the rule of thumb these days. Jesse Harriet wants to talk with you about how to make the switch from barely thriving and functioning to living a fully functioning, conscious, and purposeful life. The all is mind, and so are you. Call in with your questions and comments for Jesse Live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Central Time on Living on Purpose, where we blend psychology and ancient wisdom. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
1: We now return to From Good to Amazing with your host, Rev. Temple Hayes.
2: And thank you, everyone, for participating with us today. And we definitely know, um, visiting with our guest today, Christine Stevens, that each and every one of us, we have a soul song that's inside of us. I know many years ago, working with my shaman teacher who... um, Ironically, Christine Stevens knows, um, I remember going on a, a long weekend spirit journey and, and being told that, you know, every shaman, part of shamanism is that you go into a place of quiet and, and you discover your song, your inward song that that guides you. And that's exactly what you're talking about today when you're talking about your personal anthem. I love that terminology. That's so um, important because it's such an anchor um, to to so many things, you know that can automatically uh, ground you. Well, Christine, one of the things you talk about with your journey is from being a performer to being a reformer. Um, how did you develop this insight, and kind of give us some information uh, about
3: that? Sure. Well, the idea of performing, you know, is when you are on the stage and the audience is watching you and loving you. And I think a lot of this came to me when I debriefed my first year going to Iraq. When I came back and I had this sense of like, okay, nothing's going to be the same now. You know, (laughs) like, okay, I just went to a war zone and led a drum circle training and it worked. You know, there was a lot of fear in me before I left for Iraq. And a, a really interesting thing happened. I was standing in the back of Agape one Wednesday night on a choir night, and I was feeling my fear about going to Iraq back in 2007. And Agape Choir starts singing, I fear nothing, I have nothing, I fear. And I'm sitting there like, thank you, spirit, for that song synchronicity. And so I adopted that as the mission's anthem. You know, sometimes you have a project in life and you want to create a, a personal anthem for that project. And, you know, choosing your personal anthem is very shamanic because we talk about our power animals. We also have our power songs. You know, they really are empowering. And we have a song to sing. You know, it doesn't have to have words. It might just be a melody that pops out of you. But letting yourself find that song, writing that song, You know, when you make your song, it's a completely different experience. So, but what's the idea of, I like your question so much about how I discovered that. Well, I loved this medicine wheel idea of the four directions and the idea of wholeness. So I came up with these four tenets of a performer becoming a reformer. Number one, a performer plays an instrument, a reformer becomes the instrument. Number two, a performer gets applause. A reformer gives applause. Mm. Number three, a performer uses their talent to be a success, but a reformer uses their talent to make a difference. And number four, a performer entertained an audience. A reformer transforms an audience and even a community or the world. So I think... For me, it was a real evolution of my own soul to go and serve in Iraq and to begin to see this trend happening worldwide. Wow, look at the interesting thing happening. It's no longer just the performer on the stage. People want to participate. They want to sing along. I just went and saw the movie about Katy Perry, You know, which I had to sit in the back because everybody else was, you know, 13 to 18 years old girls. But I went to that movie because I'm fascinated by what's happening. And it was a 3D movie. You felt like you were at her concert. And she just gave you the picture of her inner life. And what she does is she has these make-a-wish people, people with disabilities and special needs. She has them meet her backstage before the concert, and she brings them on to be featured in the show. She is a reformer in their lives. So there's more and more of this trend of the great performers, I think, are becoming the reformers of a new harmony on the planet, putting down song lines that connect us to one another in that heart-to-heart, soul-to-soul musical language.
2: Mm. That's so beautiful. Well, I wanted to remind everyone, if you haven't, read the book, how to speak unity. And the very front of the book is a song that Christine and I wrote together. Welcome to this place for which we are, um, very proud of <laughs> and other centers have been using that as well. I'm not, I don't know, Christine, if you're familiar with, Uh-oh. if you're aware of that, but no, uh, some people are finding it to be, you know, such a, um, <laughs> a, a very beneficial to them. And also, um, we're working on a, a CD, Christine and I. So maybe by the time our next show airs, uh, you'll be able to purchase that because we have three or four songs in the, in the making. But I just really want to thank you for that and to thank you for, you know, what you're doing for individuals of coming to realize the, the value of music and truly how healing, uh, it is. And you're a great songwriter. It just comes so natural for you. Um, in doing that. It just, it just flows.
3: Well, it helps that to have was... an amazing songwriting partner as you with who's so great as with words like speaking in unity. Like you just, you're so poetic. <laughs> and it was really fun to collaborate with you and I hope more spiritual communities learn from that model that we just put ourselves, what, three weeks together and we really, you know, burst the anthem of your spiritual community. And that is, is so important. You know, everybody needs their own song identity in this movement. And we all have that potential to create that. Well, one of
2: the things that you had talked about a little bit earlier that um, I know there's a lot of people now that are, I mean, it's a trillion dollar industry by far, probably several trillion, um, in how people are holding the space of of wanting to be healthy, uh, wanting to be energetic, um, wanting to have that, that vital self, and I know that you, you feel like I do that experiences um, don't take the life force from us they actually can accentuate the life within us as we walk through various experiences that there's a big difference between the inevitable reality of aging versus that we never have to get old and in that coming into play With the youthful energy that you carry, would you say that that's another benefit, not only uh, a healthy way of being and a healthy uh, mindset, but also uh, to stay young, young in being, and energetically speaking?
3: Absolutely. I mean, my friends were joking with me that the next book's going to have to be music, the anti-aging cure, because it's really true, and I mean, my personal practice is that I start my day with music, as a music meditation, as an attunement. I, last night, I had, my boyfriend and I had two friends over. From, one was from Brazil, and we ended up just jamming for like an hour and a half and just, you know, feeling so happy. And what I'm always struck by is that it's free. It's free. It's not pharmaceutical. There's no side effects, and there's lots of lasting effects. And when I went, um, I think one person who really, really inspired me is Babatunde Olatunji, the great Nigerian drum master who taught at Omega for years and Eslin And he was on kidney dialysis. I saw him just, you know, weeks before he died. He came to the Percussive Arts Conference. They wheeled him in a wheelchair. And here's this room of 100 drummers, you know, just devotees of his music, waiting for him to arrive. And we all just got silent, you know. Oh wow, he looked so old and frail. He got up, picked up his drum, and started singing at the top of his lungs. Ara mile, ara mile, oh, 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 which means I am well, my body is well. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> and we all just, you know, wow. And he said, "Come on, why aren't you dancing and singing with me?" You know, and it's just like wow. I really think music is like an intravenous, whatever you call that, like just clicks right into your vein. It has a fast uptake. It's quite immediate. And it really does lead to a sense of youthfulness, you know, when we really put it into our lives. Who doesn't feel happier when we sing? You know? I mean, the difference is that if you get out of that thinking, which is the idea of not just loving music but living music, thinking that music is outside of you, that it's, oh, those good people. Oh, it's the performers on the stage. No, it's in your heart. It's inside your body. It's inside your soul. It absolutely permeates who you are. And that's why it's a tool for all of us to tap into.
2: Hmm. That is so powerful. I want to remind everybody that because I know in listening to this that you absolutely want to read more in this new book um, that just came out August 1, by the way. Congratulations, Christine. Called Music Medicine, The Science and Spirit of Healing Yourself Through Sound. You can go to... Um, ubdrumcircles.com or you can also Google Christine Stevens and her website will pop up as well and you can find out more information you can also uh, watch her in various videos, the work that she did in northern Iraq uh, also PBS and NBC, they're all on there and also uh, Christine with the DVD uh, Discover the Gift where can that be purchased
3: Yeah, that's also on Amazon. Great movie, um, great footage of our work in Iraq and a message of life is about transformation through discovering your gifts and sharing them in the world.
2: Well, I want to say that it's so evident and so very clear that you are a person that has done just that. I am so grateful that you not only discovered your gift, but that you're doing something with it and offering it in a way that moves other people, uh, not only to participate in music and deepen their awareness of music, but to be interested in discovering their own gifts. You are a, a true role model In every way with that. So, as we're coming to the end of our segment, Christine, is there some um, last uh, words or or something that you would like to leave with our audience?
3: Yes, I wrote this four-sentence blessing from the four directions of music that I want to end with. It's been my personal, you know, anthem in many ways. It's just that may your heart sing a melody of love May your body dance to the rhythm of life. May your soul harmonize with the beauty of life. And may your mind rest in the silence of peace.
2: That's powerful. That is so powerful. Would you read that one more time?
3: Sure. It is, may your heart sing a melody of love. May your body dance in the rhythm of life. May your soul harmonize with the beauty of life, and may your mind rest in the silence of peace. There's your
2: blessing, everyone. Not only have you had the blessing of your time today with Christine Stevens, but you're left then with the sacred blessing of the peace of your life. Again, I'm Temple Hayes, and I want to thank you for joining us on our show today, from good to amazing. And thank you for your continuing support of Unity Online Radio, the voice for the awakening world. Thank you again, Christine. Uh, God bless you on your continued successful work.
4: Music Speaks Louder Than Words is an inspiring, informative, and fun hour of uplifting, heartfelt music and commentary that delivers a powerful message of love, joy, and oneness. It will keep you smiling and singing along. Your host, Dale Worley, is alive with the Spirit of God each Thursday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, with Music Speaks Louder Than Words. Music, it's the only thing that the whole world listens to.
1: Music Speaks
2: Inspiration only takes a moment. Take a moment now to reflect on these words from Reverend Joan Gattuso. According to an ancient Hindu teaching, if you can only speak the truth and tell no lies, either minuscule or outrageous, for 12 consecutive years, you can attain enlightenment. A noble being will always tell the truth. Do you? Begin now with the first step of simply noticing if you do tell the truth immediately or if your first instinct is to alter the facts a bit. Resolve to be honest with yourself and others starting today. And after 4,383 days, you just may become
0: enlightened.
4: This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Does the idea of being a vegetarian or a vegan intrigue you? Is it something you've pondered? Listen each week as Victoria Moran, author of Main Street Vegan, and her daughter Adair, a lifelong vegan, show you how to make the shift to a sustainable lifestyle for both you and the planet. Each week, they'll entertain you with the latest on the vegan life. It's not just for celebrities and moguls, but for people just like you who want to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Their guests will range from unity ministers to vegan authors, activists, physicians, chefs, and even some of those glittery celebs. There'll be recipes, ideas, tips for going vegan at your own pace, and ways to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Tune in Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time for Main Street Vegan, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.